It's Thursday. Today is Thursday. I've brought you the greatest gift of all. Oh, yeah? Well, in that case... Entertain me! It's showtime. Make use of the help that God puts around you. We are not a glum lot. A promise is a promise. It's very simple. Just don't drink and go to meetings. Give time, time. Easy does it. I do it. Want to have self-esteem? Just do esteemable things. One day at a time. We carry the message, not the alcoholic. Don't quit before the miracle happens. Hey, with an effective character, three guys sitting around talking about our personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike. I'm Dennis. And James here. The opinions are our own. We don't represent any particular organization, institution, or fellowship. Today we'll be sharing our experience about soul sickness in this (laughs) (laughs) episode 250 of the Defective Characters Podcast. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, I like it. I, uh, I enjoy the fact that we are recording this. Just one day after Halloween, so I'm curious what the Halloween looks like. And no, uh, that's not why I'm wearing the outfit that I'm wearing. <laughs> you, get, you guys are just mean and cruel. For clarity, we spent 30 minutes making fun of his outfit. All right, so let me tell you, if you want to only spend $2 on an entire outfit, <laughs> you can. And, and no, it's not through goodwill by haggling people like James usually tries to do. You can actually go on a Chinese website that it ha- also has a Chinese app, which is called Timu, that showed up on my Facebook page. It had one of those things where you click it and it will spin a wheel. And I got 98% off. <laughs> so I said to myself, self... This is going to be the best decision that you'll make in the next 10 minutes. And it was because <laughs> I went on and I I spent $60 on clothing that should have easily, if it was better quality, cost <laughs> me $3,000. It, it should have cost $5. Okay. But. but, and now the feeling, the material feels nice and smooth. That's okay. Have you washed it yet? Like, has it fallen apart in the dryer yet? No, I did not wash it yet. I, uh, I actually, I don't do that. I don't, I don't wash clothes before putting them on. Do you, you guys do that? Um, no, I personally don't. Um, typically I don't, but I have gotten shirts before that you wear them and then you're like itchy. Yeah, well, I'm not, I'm, I'm not itchy. I did shower before I put it on, so maybe that got rid of some of the uh, the itch factor. No. But I, um, yeah. Anyway, I feel good. So, in case you're wondering, because it's a podcast, you can't see. I have uh, it's like a warm up outfit that I'm sporting. It is a quarter zip shirt that says 1776, which, as we found out, was a pretty incredible year for George Washington. Right? He what did he do? Uh, he sails the ocean. No, yeah, no, he, he no. The Declaration of Independence. He discovered Canada. He could have done that. Yeah. So um, I, uh, yeah. So that's the shirt, and it's got a little bit of an American flag. Not really, because I think it would have been more money if it actually was an American flag, fully on it. And then the pants have a bunch of uh, cryptic crosses on it, like a little Gothic crosses. I, the shirt, the quarter zip shirt, has. Um, it's a design, but it looks like a bunch of stains. I, 
I'm under the impression it's not a design. They say it's a design because they messed up their shipment and they don't want a refund. So that's you know what it looks like. It looks like if you had a table and you put down a water glass on the table and there are a bunch of water spots all over it. It looks like water spots. It does. Uh, Truth be told, I looked at it the first time when it got to me and I'm like, oh, that's cool. And then I looked at it again a little more closely and I'm like, God. So the kids must have spilt their, their soapy bath all over the clothes. And then I looked at it again and I'm like, no, that was just, it was just always there. <laughs> so you saw so, it too. <laughs> it's, it's the Lululemon scandal all over again. Yeah. So anyway, I, I, uh, no regrets. No regrets. I'm not going to shut the door. No regrets. No regrets. <laughs> no regrets. I mean, for $2, you can't really complain. Yeah. So, uh, well, I know, James, you came up with the topic. So if you want to talk about the last seven days, how everything has been for you. Yep. I, I haven't gone to Goodwill the past seven days, but I do like going there. The last time I went, I got a, an Abercrombie muscle shirt that brand new would have been probably $55. And I got it for four ninety nine, And it's my new favorite shirt. So I'm right there with you, buddy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm just supporting the people here in America. Yeah. Instead of <laughs> instead of overseas. <laughs> Helping well basically the drug addicts cuz Goodwill helps the drug addicts. Right. There and you go. um <laughs> I'm um taking my wife to the airport tomorrow. She's going to Chicago. She has been chosen to be um her niece's godmother her fairy godmother and she will be going to her second birthday so that'll be fun and then the next week i'm going back to omaha just myself this time and i'm going because my grandfather passed away and i'm going to the services so that'll be another four days and halloween was fun yesterday i went around on my scooter and i was just zipping through all the cars and then I met with uh, the other Mike and just ate some candy and beef jerky with him and watched all the costumes go by. Uh, other than that, um, not much else. Just working and uh, we're in the middle of redoing our kitchen. So I'm washing all the dishes in the bathroom, which has been fun. And... Uh, cooking everything in the microwave. So I've been eating out a lot. That's why I want to go eat some lunch after this. And Dennis said, yes. Mike said, hell no. Dennis? That was a great impression of Mike. (laughs) He sounds exactly like that. (laughs) Um, Condolences to you and your family about your grandfather. I'm sorry to hear that. Um, Yeah, last week, or this past week, I don't know. Um... My anxiety started popping up again Monday. I woke up just, like, terrified for no reason. Um, so that was a little rough. But I got up. I got over it. Uh, the next day it happened again. And I got up. I got over it and, like, went to Publix. And on my way to Publix, like, I pull into the parking lot. And I see James carrying a watermelon. So I'm like, hey. And so to, uh, his wife, Talitha, was there as well. So I talked to them for a for a little bit and my anxiety went away so that was fantastic and then today I woke up with a little bit of it but not as much and I actually slept like a full night last night without like I only woke up once and went right back to sleep 
So that was amazing. And now I'm hanging out with these fools and I feel a lot better. So it's all good. Um, other than that, I've just been working at uh, the YouTube Minecraft stuff and been just grinding away at that. Um, and the Gilded Age, the new season of Gilded Age started. And so I've, I'm enjoying that. And Loki is still an amazing show, so go watch Loki. What about you, Mike? Thanks. Thanks, Dennis. Um, let me see. The last week, oh, there was there was a new thing. I'm going to try to be as sunny as, as possible. I, I told you that the... Um, my my brother and my mother strange relationship blah blah that that uh she she got a call from my brother um since she's undergoing she starts chemo and radiation on the 6th so that's monday i think it's monday um and got a call from him saying that i was the one that um told him how she was doing even though she asked not to so Fast forward three days, then I get a text from my aunt because my mother was like, oh, my son wouldn't do that. He wouldn't disobey my wishes. And she was certain that her sister, so my aunt, was the one that did it. And she told my aunt and cut my aunt completely out of, uh, she said, well, I'm not going to talk to you again. So I have that, unfortunately, on my conscience of like, uh, so what do I do here, right? And I, uh, I don't even know if there's a way, the way my mother works, Dennis said, make it right. Um, I don't, I don't, I don't know because she, she will, she'll flat out cut me out. If I go, mom, it was me. Then she will cut. She already cut her sister. She cut her other son. She'll cut me out. And I am legitimately the only person of the family she's talking to with all of it. So she has her boyfriend in the last three years that isn't good with this type of stuff. So with her insurance, she has a ride to and from treatment and she has me on the phone in Florida. And that's who my mother has. She has a boyfriend in the last three years that can't drive her to and from because it's too much for him emotionally. And she has me in Florida when she's in Massachusetts. So then she will just have, you know, it's, I just know her well enough because stuff like this has happened and I haven't talked to my mother in years because she won't return a phone call. So, um, you know, that was that, was that th- the last little bit. So I'm hoping that my mother has a change of heart with all of it and she actually stops shutting people out. I've had enough friends of mine go through chemo and radiation that um, they realize the little things aren't worth it anymore and as sad as that sounds um if there's that realization then i think it was all worth it um you know rather than living your life with hate so i'm hoping that improves um halloween we walked around the neighborhood i didn't have my daughter olivia but we had the boys and we had a really great time so 11 and 9 year old uh walked around and um you know had Halloween costumes on. I never realized how many Halloween driveway parties people have. I don't know if it happens in a lot of neighborhoods, but our entire neighborhood, there must have been at least out of the 500 houses that are in there, 
at least 200, 250 people had tents and tables set up in their driveway where they were all decorated. Uh, some of them, their garage, they had different photo opportunities. So they had big like backdrops with the Grim Reaper or ghosts that people could take pictures of with fun lighting. That's pretty cool. I'd never seen anything like that. So I'm excited that next year when I do have Olivia, we'll be able to, uh, you know, we probably got something like maybe 20 to 30 pounds of candy that they were able to haul in. My goal was, I told them, I said, okay, so total, we had 56 packages of cheese balls that we gave away and 145 pieces of candy. So what's that? 201. Your goal is to collect 201 pieces of candy. (laughs) So that way we traded out and we made it. And they did. And they were handing out full-size candy bars. Meanwhile, we were just doing the fun size, which is ironic because everybody knows that fun size are not that fun. And full size, they're actually fun. So they should be sad size is what fun size should be. And full size should be called fun size. Figure it out, Hershey's. I'll call the marketing department stack. Yeah, if you could figure it out, maybe Mars. Call the Mars company. Ask them if they can can work on it. Um, So talking about the soul sickness, uh, we were looking for a topic a couple days ago, and that is what James recommended you did say another one i think maybe we did that more recently holidays so, holidays which we're going to be coming into the holidays yeah. pretty soon yeah so if you want if you want to morph the two and it can be soul holiday sickness soul. or holiday soul sickness soul. you can uh, you can do that there'll oh how did you think about that there'll be no morphing today so we were talking about uh Richard in the morning meeting was talking about, he did his story, was like, I've got a big hole in my soul and I can't fill it with anything. And then, you know, the topic came up, well, you fill it, we we did fill it with alcohol, you know, and then now we fill it with God. So I think when you have a soul sickness, I think a, a lot of the population of earth has a soul sickness, you know, and it's the same thing as being worldly or just wanting things of this world, filling yourself uh, on a daily basis with things you think you need. Um, I'm not talking about like food and shelter and, you know, stuff that, you know, you need to survive. I'm talking about like all the other stuff, pomp, prestige, um, all those things that the media and other people tell you that you think you need. I think, you know, as we're growing up, especially in the 80s, we were just pushed and given so much stuff on early morning, Saturday morning cartoons. We were just like, oh, I, I got to get those toys. I got to get that cereal. And to a degree, like, I'm still like that. Like, when I go in to Target, I want to go to the toy aisle because I'm still a kid at heart. And I'm like, oh, I want that, I want that. <clears throat> but today, like, it's funny because my wife will, at first she thought I was nuts. But now I'll go and I'll put a bunch of stuff in the cart, like I'm going to buy it. And then I go and I put it all back. So I get that feeling that I'm going to buy it. and uh, But I don't actually buy it. So the soul sickness transitioning to that is, you know, I think we all, deep down, it says in the book, we all have this 
deep, deep down in ourselves. First, we had to realize that we were alcoholic, you know. And then once we realized that, we had to search in that same spot deep down inside. And we had to realize that God was doing for us these things that we could not do for ourselves. So we had to find this God, which I believe is within ourselves. So until we're awakened to this power of this higher power, um, I think we're all sick. And until you have this this awareness of a higher power and you're, you start to put God first, other people second, and yourself third, you know, you're going to be sick in this world. Like little things will bother you. Now, it's definitely a psychic change. It's a new way of living. And if you're drinking, you're completely cut off from the spirit, I believe. But not the alcoholic spirit. And once you you know, put down the drink and do these steps to the best of your ability, you know, thoroughly follow this path, you're going to be able to find a God. And it's a God with a capital G. And, you know, your soul will soon be soothed. I truly believe that. So I think of the soul as, so we have a brain. But that's not our soul. And some people say the soul is like in your heart. I believe the soul is the consciousness that can see our thoughts as they happen. So like you're the person behind the thoughts. That's our soul. So once we have this awareness, then you can start seeing your thoughts as they come up. And that's how, why they say to be present and to, to count to 10 before you react because you can really truly see your thoughts. So um, I think my soul has been rescued and over the past six years I have been taking care of my soul and I've been feeding it goodness. And that's all I got. Thanks, James. Uh Uh-huh, yeah, that's right. Have you been feeding it chicken soup? You get it? You get it? You get it? Um (laughs) <laughs> you can stop now. <laughs> like a wild coyote. Um, yeah, soul sickness. It does look like a coyote. Sorry. Um, soul sickness. Oh, no. All right. The audience can't hear you, so, like, stop distracting me. Um, yeah, soul sickness. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, like, really hesitant to make a Bible reference because I typically don't like to do that on this program, but I'm going to. And um, soul sickness, to me, like, the easiest way to think about it is, like, you have the seven deadly sins, right? So it's, like, greed, wrath, sloth, all of those kind of things. And there's seven of them. But what a lot of people don't know is that there's also seven virtues, which are the opposites of those. Right. So you have like um, temperance and honesty and stuff like that, that, you know, line up with a lot with our principles in AA and recovery. Um, And so. Like the more you feed with those like seven sins those negative when you like become more greedy or you become more envious and you let those emotions and those feelings like direct you and feed on you the more miserable you're going to end up becoming. 
And so to counter that, you, you try to stay away from those impulses and you try to feed it with the opposites of those. And then the more fulfilled you come, the more you try to live by principles or by virtues, the more fulfilling life becomes and the more like your soul is filled. Um, and that's how I look at it. I don't know. Um, you know, it's, it's hard for me a lot because like I suffer from depression and stuff like that, which makes me feel a lot of like emptiness and loneliness and all of that kind of stuff, even though it's not true. So I got to like battle that, you know, with prayer and, and meditation and all of that kind of stuff. But it, it, it can be hard, but if I stay away from like the the really negative stuff that like builds up those emotions, like right now on the news, there's a lot of horrible stuff going on in the world and a lot of dark and depressing stuff. And so the more I watch that, the more I get filled with sadness and gloom and anger and confusion and stuff and and that really depletes my soul so i gotta turn that off and go watch something else that's a little more wholesome or like in lines with positivity a little bit more um yeah it's hard i don't know it's a daily struggle for me it's a daily like something i gotta work at all the time because i can easily slip into the darkness and my soul doesn't like the darkness. It's scared. That's all I got. What do you got, Mike? Thanks, Dennis. Thanks, Dennis. Oh, appreciate it. Um, yeah, I didn't think about my soul uh, before. I like. I. I don't know. Not that I thought of myself as my own god, but I, there was there was no higher power before I came into the rooms uh, that I cared cared to give all credit and the funny thing is i would give i would give blame <laughs> i would give blame to god when things didn't go the way that i wanted them to uh, but i would never give credit i would give myself credit uh saying that like i'm the one that that did it and i am grateful to have a completely different perspective today when i choose to um i can very easily forget and even uh even even this morning i was mad that i i didn't have my daughter for halloween this year and oh woe is me type of thing and i asked for a picture of her and her outfit and i got a bunch of just pictures of my ex-wife and her you know or like just nothing when last year uh in the year before I sent a bunch of pictures and videos and um, and stuff like that, and I have have been dealing with um, the sickness of sickness for me and hate and anger. They're synonyms. So those are the big things that for me I know I'm feeling sick if I can feel hate, anger, um, and rage towards something. You know, when all the stuff with my mother came up and my brother, I was very close to the minute that I was off the phone with her when she told me that my brother called and, um, 
you know, said what he said, uh, I was ready to pick up the phone and just call him, give him a piece of my mind. And I'm glad I didn't. We got to, you know, there's just stuff I have to navigate, but I'm not going to navigate it with, uh, with hate and rage and anger because I, I look at it like that's what my disease wants me to do. It is. It's, it makes me want to do that. So that way, um, you know, not to, to bookmark this episode, but just a couple of days ago, uh, Matthew Perry, that was most commonly known in pop culture as Chandler and friends so many years ago, who had put out a book a couple of years ago talking about his difficulties with alcohol, opioids and, and drug addiction through the years. And, you know, it's it's funny that people are known for things, right? Everybody wants to be known for something positive when they go. And even though something positive would be that he made for 10 years on television, he made so many people laugh in his role. And it wasn't even what was on paper when he was acting. It was also the the cadence and rhythm and timing and facial expressions that he brought to it. He made people laugh and he doesn't want to even be known for that. He wanted to be known for the uh, recovery that he was able to do and having a recovery house that he has somewhere in California that a lot of people don't even know about. Um, But I want to be known for not uh, something that is sick, you know, and Maybe the reason that he said that and he put that in his book was because he saw that there was a lot of ego with um, a job. And I think there are a lot of jobs that there are. A lot of careers um, are like that unless you're do- like, James, you have a career that it, you're in the service industry. There, There's no ego with that. Uh, my job is one that could be ego driven if. Um, I wanted it to be, you know, but I try to, to flip it into a a positive light of, you know, I'm doing what I'm doing to entertain people, but also if there's a charitable event that can be tagged into it, I try to do. And Dennis is doing service all the time, going into meetings and making sure that it's all set up. So that way when the newcomer does come in, the door's unlocked, you know, um, there's plenty of people, I'll tell you, there's plenty of people that, have a couple 24 hours and they never pick up a drink again, but they never step into a meeting, uh, again to set it up like for sure. You know, we, we're not perfect. That's why, you know, we touched on in the last Terrence share. One of the things we pulled out is we are not saints and we're not, um, we just don't want to be, I, I, I'm glad that we're not sick anymore. You know, we've shared enough about the sickness of it. And, um, and today I think, there are some days where our souls might have a little cough, you know, and we might not feel 100% great. But compared to what it was, um, I feel great today. So anything else, Dennis, since you started uh, or, or James, since you started, did you want to say? Chicken soup for the soul is good. Sounds good. That's what I was going to say. Tomato soup's not bad either. Yeah. Um, also... Um, yeah, I think uh, I think next week Dennis is on the hook for a topic. Or you can bring, uh, you want to bring somebody in? You know, anybody that wants to, to be on the show, tell their story? 
I don't know anyone that's ever available. Everyone I always ask is like, yeah, I'll do it. The crazy and thing then, like, is. never can schedule it. We will literally. There's a, how many hours in a week? Simple math. 24 times 7. 156? Is that what it is? I don't Something ask like us to that. do math on the radio. Do you, <laughs> do you, do you know, know James? No, let's say 156. It's 156 hours. So, if you want to tell your story, we would love to actually uh, to have you do it. Yeah. See, I think people, when we ask them, they're like, oh, yeah, I'll definitely do it. You know how people say. And then when it comes down to it, they don't actually want to do yep, it. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'm not calling you out. But that's not what the program wants you to do. <laughs> just, <laughs> just saying. Program wants you to find time. If we're saying there's 156 hours, any day, week, we can easily show how to record. And we've done it before. Look at Mike F. He loved it so much, he actually moved down here. Yeah. <laughs> Look at the power of this we, thing. We've recorded multiple like stories of people from out of state. And yeah. they were able to find time. Plenty. Plenty of time. You name the time and we'll do it. Thanks for carrying the message. So, well, let's wrap up this episode, and uh, I'm not I'm not meaning to sound too aggressive with it. I'm just, I'm just playing around with you. Do what you want to do. That's between you and your higher power. Now, uh, we'll be back I'm next. Uh, we'll be back next Thursday, sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you with episode 216. With an effective character, it's entirely right of all these character defects removed. Remember, you're only as sick as your secrets, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>